It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. I mean, we were just talking about the fact that since the last time we've spoken, it feels like the world has ended and uh, and started anew again. There's been so much that's happened. Uh, so I'm I'm certainly glad to, to be here and, and talking football with you. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do our game preview like we always do on Fridays. Um, but before we do that, let's just get to some news and notes. Um, yeah. Demarcus Lawrence breaks his fifth metatarsal. I believe that's the Jones fracture, the J- dreaded Jones fracture. Uh, he's out. The Cowboys are saying six to eight weeks. Um, Landon, I know better. I, I know how these things typically work. It's never six weeks. It's always closer to eight to ten weeks. So I would expect late November, like at the earliest. Um, how devastating is this for the Cowboys? It's. I mean, it's pretty devastating. There's. I mean, he's the best player that we have on defense. It's, you know, it's a broken foot, which is, like you mentioned, never simple. Nope. So even even uh, the, the, the prognosis and the timelines that they provide, those can change as the healing is, is going. And, and, you know, as we've discovered at different points, I think with Des Bryant and, and other players over the years that have had this injury. Julio Jones. Uh, yep. Julio Jones. It's, it's, it's something that you really have to be careful coming back early from. Because if you come back early and it's not ready – you're likely to cause even more uh, downtime and, and cause even more delay. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot like a hamstring, honestly, where, you know, you, you have a, a kind of a guideline of when you're supposed to be back, but every one of these seems to be different, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's a lot about placing your, your weight on that foot. And, and so everybody's, everybody's different. And that means every healing uh, timeline is going to be different. So, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about how they're going to replace him, but it, it's 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 ugly as far as not having Demarcus Lawrence for uh, the majority of the season. There's no way. So, I'm not a doctor at all. I'm not good with medical stuff at all. But I, I have a little bit of knowledge about this Jones fracture because I researched it so much when Des broke it. But typically, guys can get back on the field and play in seven or eight weeks. The problem is they just don't have the same quickness or burst because of where they have to put that screw in to that, that last toe. Yeah. The bigger problem is if you don't wait long enough to get back and start working out, you can break that screw and you can yep. get another surgery. And the problem is if, if that happens, now you're looking at like a six to eight month absence. And that's the last thing the Cowboys want to have happen is rushing back on the field and okay, now he's out eight months and now, you know, next season is in question. That's exactly what the Cowboys don't want. So we can get to week, I don't know, 
13, 14, and, you know, kind of ease them back in. That's probably the most optimal strategy. I just would caution Cowboy fans by seeing that six to eight week timeline. Like he's not going to be back the week after their buy. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I mean, anyone but, is, anyone who followed the dead situation can probably tell you that it's like that. You know, we, we were on pins and needles for weeks about when he was going to be back and it, it, it never was a bad word there, but go ahead. Yeah. Fair. Maybe we weren't <laughs> on pins. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the idea of just kind of Des watch every day and, and honestly it's one of these things where it's better to just make sure that it's healed well, as opposed remember to what like, happened to Des, right? Yeah, Des exactly. came back and broke it again. Yep. Right. And I, that you can make the case he was never the same he after was that. Never injury, the right? same after that injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing, Ty Naseki went down during Thursday's practice due to a heat illness uh, issue. Um, I saw a report from Michael Gelkin that uh, they had to bring the ambulance right on the field. It was a very emotional scene for the Cowboys. It, I guess it said it reminded people a lot of the the Marcus Paul situation they had last year, uh, where you know we don't even have to get into that. But what happened in the weight room there? Um, He's obviously not going to play on Sunday, but man, it's just one thing after another for this Cowboys team, isn't it, Land? I mean, we didn't even mention Leon Lett. I mean, a freaking yeah. defensive line coach, coach certain getting getting hurt and and being being put under the the blocking sled. You know, look, it, it's football injuries are a part of football. And Terrell Basham said it best, I think. You know, there's a hundred percent guarantee of of injury uh, in football. I don't know if that applies to the coaches, but I guess it does now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. We're seeing a lot of these happening all at once. The Cowboys need to find a way to, to just get through this week right now. Yes. You know, not all of these injuries and these missing. Randy Gregory is also likely to miss this game due to the COVID protocols. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, more. But I, I think, you know, the Cowboys have got to find a way to get through this week because there, there's really nothing they can do about, you know, getting making any major changes for this week. So no, they need to get no. through this week. Reevaluate where they are with you know certain aspects of their defense and, and their offense. Long week next week with Philadelphia yep. on and, Monday night at home, and then and then kind of make the uh, long term adjustments they need to get ready. You know, Chauncey Golson uh, is is making his way back onto the roster. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's actually going to be active this week or not, uh, but hopefully, uh, if not, he'll be back next the week. So you're going to have some kind of at least bodies there. I'm not suggesting that he's a replacement for Demarcus Lawrence, but. You know, I, I think you kind of have to reevaluate where you are to see, you know, what do we need to get back to a spot where Demarcus Lawrence is back, and, and can we survive defensively without our best pass rusher? Um, I know it seems like we're very doom and gloom right now on a Friday afternoon, Landon. So I, I want to, I want to give some people some hope and some optimism and some good news on a Friday. Okay. I'm ready for that. Yeah. (laughs) I watched the Giants play football last night and that made me really happy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really look, Washington didn't look great either. Honestly, you know, their defense didn't even show up really for a good portion of this game. You know, we've heard a lot about this vaunted Washington defense and uh, they've been kind of up and down. And and in fact, they weren't able to make hay for large portions of this game against a New York Giants offensive line that went, that got further beat up as the game went on. Yeah. That Nick Gates injury was just yeah. gross. Um, you know, I think that's that doesn't bode well for you know for their team overall. And Heineke showed them some things as a as a passer. But you worried still, about Heineke? No, he's still so inconsistent and so up and down. Like I for, saw for a very prominent Dallas Cowboy media member compare him to young Tony Romo last night. I've been seeing that a lot. And, you know, <laughs> as long as he keeps saying 2006 Tony Romo, I think we're okay because that 2006 Tony Romo 
was not 2010 Tony Romo, you know? So uh, I, I think yeah. that's, you know, he's still very wild. Look, for every throw he makes great, uh, he throws one four feet too high as well, so. All right, let's uh, get into our game preview. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's do the Cowboys offense against the Chargers defense, the premier matchup in this game. Uh, let's start with this. How does Dallas block Joey Bosa? With an offensive tackle and a tight end, hopefully, uh, and and nothing less. Maybe maybe add in a running back there just to be sure. You know, I, I think. Uh, look on the defensive line, Joey Bosa is the thing to focus on for me. You know, uh, they have some some decent interior players, but not really anyone that is going to be a game wrecker. I'm not as concerned about the pass rush on the other side simply because Tyron Smith is there and, you know, uh, Owusu, I think, is the guy that they usually bring there. And, and he's yep. Yep, he's is. been kind of in up up and down. He certainly is no Joey Bosa. Uh, so so that, you know, that allows the Cowboys to kind of uh, focus some attention on on Joey specifically, make sure that they're sliding protection his way. Um, you know, I also think that, look, we should talk about a, what a branded Staley defense does to offenses and, and, and what they want. And, and I think a lot Are of you going to gush gonna, over Brandon Staley too. I just want to want to know. No, I'm actually, I'm actually going to point out that every defense has flaws and, and okay. Brandon Staley specifically, uh, you know, look, everyone's talking about how great it is, but, but really what it is is that Brandon Staley has chosen which flaws to give his defense, right? Every defense has flaws. Correct. Brandon yeah. Staley has decided to ignore the run game. And uh, and force teams to you know they're going to play a lot of two shell a lot of palms they're going to force teams to dink and dunk you up and down the field they're going to allow you to run the ball because they're not going to trigger their uh, safeties to come down and play the run they're just going to try to make up gaps by you know folding back on 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 open gaps they have an interesting kind of way that they play their fronts but the Cowboys the last time they ran into Brandon Staley you know <laughs> I think this is the thing that people forget. The Cowboys were the first team exposed to Brandon Staley, and it was an awakening. If you go back and watch that that first game of the season last year against the Rams, yep. yeah, the Cowboys they, they weren't sure what the heck they were seeing when they when they first got out there. So there's a lot more tape on it now. I think the Cowboys have the uh, the horses. Look, we have been doom and gloom, but I'm going to go back and, and, and give you this. I do think that that uh, against this kind of defense, with the matchups that there are, the Cowboys are in a good spot. The Cowboys are a team that can actually make hay against this kind of defense. They can throw outside the numbers and shorten intermediate range. They can they can get open against these corners, uh, and I think they can run the football against against this defensive line. The key is, like you just mentioned up front, they've got to find a way to stop Joey Bosa from wrecking shop. And I think if they can focus attention slide protection his way just keep a track of him uh the cow the rest of the matchups along that defensive line and versus our offensive line I, I think the cowboys are in a pretty good spot for it. uh so i talked to the guys that locked on chargers on thursday and they're really concerned about their interior defensive linemen yeah. against the cowboys offensive line because they they said jerry tiller really doesn't give you anything uh they have another guy linville joseph who was with the giants yes. for years uh, just not the same player as he was earlier in the career. So I think you can get a pretty good push in the inside. Um, maybe you try to run away from Joey Bosa. I, I don't know, but I do think there's some opportunity for the Cowboys to, to gash the Chargers a little bit. And then on top of that, as you just mentioned, Landon, like 
it's probably not going to be very likely that they bring somebody down to the box to help stop the run because Staley wants to take away the pass. So until uh, until you force them, and that's really the way them. that you beat them is that, and, and that's how the Cowboys almost pulled it off against the Rams, and that's how the the Packers pulled it off against the Rams. Right? You have to stay patient. You have to keep hitting them with the a thousand paper cuts. And at some point Staley's going to get impatient and he's going to come, he's going to bring down these guys. He's going to try to stop the bleeding there. And when he stops the bleeding, that's when you fake the handoff, you pull it back and you hit them down the field because they brought their safeties up for, finally. So there are ways to beat this defense. The Cowboys have to be patient and efficient. The Cowboys have the offense to do this. They're one of the few teams I think the, uh, that, that has the personnel to, consistently marched up and down the field with in small doses consistently and, and, and still managed to score. Uh, but it's, it, it's going to be a game plan that they need to be patient. You know, they need to find the patience in their team, in their rhythm. They need to find uh, consistency and, 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 and uh, accuracy. So they don't, you know, make stupid plays. They don't commit penalties uh, and then just kind of dink and dunk them until Staley gets impatient. And then when he pulls the trigger on bringing the safety down, that's when you go over the top and, and start getting your big plays. The other advantage the Cowboys do have on offense is the wide receivers, even without Michael Gallup. Absolutely. So uh, Chris Harris Jr. is their best corner, but he primarily plays in the slot in three receiver looks. So if the Cowboys want to run out three receiver looks and have, uh, it's, I think it's Asante Samuel is one of their outside yes. corners. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Michael Davis. You're going to get a big, big mismatch because Samuel's a rookie. I, I we, we both really liked him in the draft, but he just doesn't yeah. have size. So if that's Ceedee Lamb on Samuel, I think you like that. And then Michael Davis just can't cover Amari Cooper one on one. So that's where you can win if you when you do decide to pass. Uh, and then also, Lane, I, I would mention we know Derwin is an incredible player. I think he's the best safety in football. I think you can get their linebackers a little bit in coverage. Uh, Kenneth Murray is very similar to like a good version of Jalen Smith where he wants to be coming downhill. I think you can pick on him a little bit in coverage. Kazir White is their other linebacker. He's like 210 pounds. So if you want to use somebody like Blake Jarwin down the middle of the field, I think you'll have some opportunities there. Uh, My question for you, do you think the Cowboys will have any problems at all uh, slowing down Joey Bosa? Or do you think they'll do a good job of kind of hiding that weakness? Bose is going to get his. I mean, Bose is one of the best player in, players in football. You know, he's a defensive MVP kind of candidate. Uh, you know, he's going against Terrence Steele. They're going to give him help, but I, I think Bosa will have an effect on the game. I, I just think that, you know, it's not going to be it's it's not going to be the kind of it shouldn't be the Chaz Green game, you know. No, no, that, no, no. I, I think this it should be a situation where obviously it's an effect. It's the probably the thing that's going to affect the, the Cowboys' offense the most. I mean, just looking at at the talent there. Um, I, I yeah, I think you, there, you there's easy. It's a lot easier to work around Derwin James if you need to, especially with the rest of that secondary not being particularly strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think Joey Bosa, you know, will have an effect on the game. I don't think Joey Bosa is going to be the the only effect in the game. I trust Dak Prescott. I trust Kellen Moore. Uh, you know, and look, just to kind of pull it back a little bit, you talk about optimism. Even with all these injuries that we're facing, I trust Dak Prescott. I trust Kellen Moore to kind of find a way to score the points we need to continue to make us relevant. They're good enough there. So I expect that in this game, and I honestly expect that moving forward. The one thing I would say about the offense, they have to have the mentality in this game that they cannot settle for field goals. They've got to be more efficient in the red zone. They've got to probably be more aggressive when it's fourth down and three from the 30 yard line. I know it feels like those three points are a guarantee, 
but you need touchdowns to win this game. You're only going to have so many possessions. You probably are going to need to score 30-ish points. You've got to score when you're down there and when you're having a good drive. So uh, just keep an eye on the Cowboys' red zone efficiency in this game. Um, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Yes, they were back and better than ever as all eyes are now turned to the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lane, let's go through some of the injuries really quickly for the Cowboys defense going up against this Chargers offense. No Randy Gregory. He has not had a negative test yet, so it sounds like he's out. He's no out. Demarcus Lawrence. No Neville Gallimore. Uh, doesn't sound like Donovan Wilson's going to play. He did not practice all week. I think they're going to be careful there. DeMonte Casey, I've heard they're worried about that he's not going to be able to play either because he suffered a thigh injury in Thursday's practice. Um, Mike McCarthy said on Friday that Keanu Neal is probably going to get some safety looks in this game. Malik Hooker is probably going to play some more. So uh, what what's the goal here for this Cowboys defense? Is it just to try to keep them under 35? Is it to get some turnovers? What are you expecting from this unit? Both. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I definitely expect them. To, you know, they need turnovers. They need to kind of flip the field. Uh, obviously, they need to keep try to keep the, the offense under 35 points. Uh, you know, I think for for the Cowboys, you know, Herbert is still a young player. You know, he's a very, very talented quarterback. Very I think there's no yeah. doubt about that. I mean, you saw if you watch the game week one against Washington, uh, he was especially uh, impressive on third downs and, and, and converting when they needed and made some key part key uh, plays at different points. I, I think the Cowboys can find ways to win on first and second down. I think that, you know, they they have – uh, if you watch, again, go back and watch that game. It, it wasn't a dominant performance by the, the offense truly uh, across the board because really a lot of times it felt like the Chargers were being saved by, you know, kind of hero ball, almost a la Carson Wentz. You know, it's like, remember that year that they went to the Super Bowl? The third down they, efficiency they was unbelievable. Third down efficiency was yeah. just ridiculous. So it was just unbelievable. It was untenable. So I'm not suggesting that that's the only way that the Chargers are going to win this year, uh, but I think that the Cowboys have ways to, if they can find a way to, you know, get ahead on early downs, force them into third down situations. Look, I, I mean, Herbert was fantastic, like I said, but I think really that's good. still, he's just yeah, because really he's really good. I think, but I still think that's your best bet in trying to get uh, Herbert, you know, to give you the ball, to, to make a bad play, put him in a situation where they're forced to make a play uh, and then apply pressure. The Chargers have a really good offense. They just have playmakers all over the field. So they're going to score points. They're probably going to score. I think they're going to score in the 30s. What you can't do if you're the Cowboys when you have a talent deficiency is do dumb things, right? You can't jump off sides. You can't commit penalties down the field. And most importantly, you can't miss tackles. And that's the biggest one. Like, they're going to make enough yeah. plays. Don't miss tackles that are sure tackles when, you know, you can get to second and five versus another set of first down, right? That's that's the difference here. If the Cowboys can do those things and kind of just stay out of their own way, 
they're again probably not going to hold them under 20 points or anything like that but you can minimize some of their effectiveness that's where i'm worried it's all the extra little stuff like there's gonna be a lot of new players in this game for dallas that haven't played a ton of snaps over the last i don't know a couple weeks don't make big mistakes and keep yourself into the game that's my concern yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point because the other thing, too, to remember here is that despite having a really good offense overall, the Chargers don't really have deep threats. They don't have guys that are like, you know, truly guys that send down the field. I think you have Mike Williams, who's a bigger guy who can be a contested catch guy, but I'm not really necessarily worried about him going against someone like Diggs. You know, I think that that that, that can be kind of limited. And, 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 and really, you know, they're going to try to use their route runners – uh, you know, to, to, to win underneath and, 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 and try to get you, uh, you know, find easy completions underneath in, in the early in the downs and even on third down. And, and that kind of goes back to your point, right? If they don't have deep threats, really, the way that they are going to produce big plays is broken tackles. You mm-hmm. need to find a way to finish the play quickly once the, if they get a, a, a quick, short reception and not turn it into a huge play. And if the Cowboys can do that, they can keep things in front of them for the most part. Yeah, I think that they can limit this offense to, you know, a reasonable amount of points, certainly an amount of points that the Cowboys that themselves can match and hopefully, you know, surpass. I would also mention the Chargers offensive line. It certainly looks improved over what we've seen the last few years. Rashawn Slater is going to be really good. The left side of their offensive line is really good. Corey Lindsay is a great center. Um, Brian Balaga got banged up in last week's game. I don't believe he's practiced this week yet. He has that doesn't mean he won't play because we've seen a lot of these veterans kind of do that. Um, but if he doesn't play, I believe it's going to be Storm Norton playing right tackle for not, them. Not to be confused with Storm and Norman Schwartzkopf, the former general during Desert Storm. No, Storm Norm. Storm is Norm. Be the, Storm yeah. Norm is going to be their backup tackle. So, yeah, I mean, he has not practiced uh, this week. As you said, that doesn't guarantee that Belag is out. I would say that even if he plays, Balaga is compromised. Um, you know, I, I think that the Cowboys obviously are not going to have Demarcus Lawrence, but the good news is, is that you know Balaga, uh, a, a greatly you know hurt Balaga or his backup um, is not exactly a, a difficult you know uh, a task to go against. So hopefully that you get some. You know, look, I honestly, I'm I'm excited to see what we get out of these young pass rushers. I, I, I don't, it's not, it's not ideal. This is not the way I no. wanted to find out, but listen, let's say you get some development out of Dorrance Armstrong. He starts to show up a little bit. Let's say Terrell Basham can, can kind of get things going. By the time you get uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence back, you may have a nice rotation of how you feel about some of these pass rushers. And, and so remember they are going to be getting Randy Gregory back. I would assume yeah. by so that'll that'll help things a little bit because now you're not having to replace two guys. It's one guy. But uh, I would say, Landon, just really quickly, Please. if Balaga doesn't play, I don't necessarily mean or anticipate the Cowboys getting more pass rush. But where they could have a bigger advantage is in the run game because Balaga is a pretty good run blocker. You put in Storm Norton, he, that's not his strength. That is actually Terrell Basham's strength. And Basham talked about how he's more comfortable on that left side. That is one thing Basham is good at, is stopping the run. So maybe you have a little bit more success in that area. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I, I do think you know running the football will be key for for uh, char- the Chargers. I mean, I, I think you know, look, they, they're just as interested at at stopping our offense and keeping Dak off the field as we are keeping yes. their offense off the field. So um, yeah, and 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 we've talked about it before. 
Demarcus Lawrence has a uh, hard to measure effect on the pass rush game. I mean, I think uh, you, you, you don't, he does the sack numbers don't show up, but if you watch the tape, you see all the attention he garners and how he still manages to beat it a lot. Yes. And it's impressive. One place where he is ir- indisputably uh, a very, very, very good player is the run. He may be the best run player. I think in, he is. I think the, he's the, the best one in, in the league. Football. I agree. Yeah. And, and so, and, and you see that on a consistent basis, he makes plays in the run game regularly. So, uh, the Cowboys need to find a way to replace that. And that's honestly where you can manufacture a pass rush. You know, that's something that can be manufactured. Replacing a, a, the effort of, of, a, of a Demarcus Lawrence in the run game, that is a little bit more difficult. The last guy I want to mention, a former Dallas Cowboy. I believe this was your guy as well, Lena, Jalen Guyton. He's mm-hmm. the only guy in this team that has some speed to make plays down the field. And when the Chargers are taking a play-action shot, it's to Jalen Guyton. Yeah. We saw him make a bunch of plays last year. That's the guy I'm a little bit nervous about, especially if he's on the outside. I actually think Anthony Brown's a good matchup for him. But um, Diggs, I get a little bit nervous. Uh, Diggs is going to handle Mike Williams, I think, a lot in this game. But just keep an eye on Jalen Guy. So before we head out, I want your score prediction. I think we both got last week right. We both thought it would be close, uh, but we both picked Tampa Bay. So we're 1-0, Landon. Uh, Go ahead. You make your pick for this week. Well, I was just on uh, WFAA and I, I picked the uh, Cowboys to win twenty-eight to twenty-four. I think it was, but I, I, I honestly now I'm thinking it might be a little bit more high-scoring than that. So I, I'm going to go with uh, let's say thirty-five thirty Cowboys. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw the stat. The Cowboys have not won a game where they've scored fewer than thirty points since two thousand eighteen. So if they're going to win this game, oh, they're going to score in the thirties, right? Yeah. Well, uh, probably. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm picking the Chargers this week. It's it's just a tough spot for the Cowboys to be in, considering they lost like seven guys since the conclusion of the week one game. I know if they're not home, it's a, another road game. It's been an emotional week. And I think the Chargers are really good. Like it w- could be one of these things, Landon, like maybe the Cowboys start off 0-2 and we find out at the end of the season – these are two teams that ended up making their championship games in each respective yeah. conference. Like, sure. I just think the Chargers are a really, really good team, considering they're at home. Although that doesn't really make a difference. I was, I was just going <laughs> to say, it doesn't really I, make I'm a here, difference. I, I'm here in Los Angeles, and I, I don't know if it's going to be a home game or not. That's true. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I'll say 33 to 25. How about that for a random score? That is pretty random. It's what eight points? You're giving them eight points? Is that what it was? I guess, it's it, not. I'm not giving them. I wouldn't bet it on it like that. I'm just okay, saying. I think. Okay. I think it's going to be something like that. I think it's going to take Dallas a couple of weeks to find out how to play on offense without Gallup and Lyle Collins. Like it's going to take them a little bit. And I want to see about Zach Martin. Like, is there any effects from COVID? We've seen it before from other players. I'm just curious to see how he plays. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back. I believe what Landon late Sunday night to do a recap show. Absolutely. Uh, Let's just do it live on YouTube like we did before. That way you guys can come and get your questions in. Uh, So make sure you're tuning in for that. You can continue to download and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. We'll see you next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.